The Gospel lesson this morning speaks of two demon-possessed persons who lived in the tombs and were so fierce that no one could pass their way. And lest we think that this is something that doesn't happen today, but maybe happened thousands of years ago, listen to what one young person who was on drugs writes today. Quote, call it by any name, psychosis, delusion, madness. For me, it will always remain the horror of genuine biblical demonic possession. For two years, I suffered as the Gerasene demoniac living among the tombs, possessed by a legion of unclean spirits, so fierce no one could approach me. Close quotation. So the demons are still around, only today we give them different names because we've progressed scientifically, so we call them pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism, obsessive compulsive people, greed, lust, envy, and you can go on and on for a long time. Malcolm Muggeridge writes in his excellent book, Jesus, the Man Who Lives, quote, personally I have found the devil easier to believe in than God. For one thing, I have had more to do with him. I have to deal with him every day. He's for real. It seems to me quite extraordinary, says Malcolm Muggeridge, that anyone should have failed to notice, especially during the last half century, a diabolical presence in the world pulling people downwards, as gravity does, instead of pressing upwards, as trees and plants do when they grow and reach out so resolutely and so beautifully after the light. Have we not seen the devil's destructiveness making a bonfire out of the past, present, and future into one mighty conflagration? Who can miss him, the devil that is, in those blackest of all moments when God seems to have disappeared, leaving the devil to occupy an empty universe? Close quote. And the devil has not changed in his ways with us. Master deceiver that he is, his approach is always with a lie. For example, it was a sneaky question that he asked of Eve way back in the Garden of Eden. Did God say to you, you should not eat of any tree of the garden? Eve replied, we can eat from every tree except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, if we eat of that, we shall die. 
The serpent then contradicted God. God didn't mean it that way. You won't die. God knows that when you eat of this tree, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. What does this mean, to be like God? Why, it means that you will be in control. You will be in charge of your own life. And you can make your own decisions. And you will know right from wrong. This certainly would be a good thing. The next implication follows quite naturally. The devil then comes and tells us, you don't need God to tell you what to do. You're not a puppet. You can do things your own way. Be totally free. Set your own rules. You call the shots. And the result of all this is a world predicted in Orwell's novel, 1984, where he wrote, quote, people will be able to say black is white, white is black. Good is bad, bad is good. Wrong is right, right is wrong. Sin is fun, goodness does not pay. God does not count, you only count. These are the lies produced by the master liar and the father of lies, Satan. The important question is, how can we resist Satan? Let's take a look at this question very quickly. Some of the greatest battles on earth are being fought daily within each and every one of us on the battlefield of our mind and heart as we wage war against the onslaughts of the evil one. Yet our greatest resource, our greatest help, the kingdom of God, is also to be found within us. The Apostle John says so beautifully, greater is he who is within you than he who is within the world. Now who is he who is within us who is greater than Satan who is in the world? Who else but God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And he did say the kingdom of God is within you. We belong to him. Through the Eucharist, the saving blood of Jesus flows in our veins. With his inner presence, through prayer and through communion and through the scriptures, we have the power and the authority to command Satan to leave from us in the powerful name of Jesus. Depart from me, you evil one. I renounce and repudiate you. Take your hands off me. I do not belong to you. 
I belong to Christ. These are words that we have the authority by the name and the power given to us from Jesus himself to address Satan with whenever he attacks us. So in Christ we have the power and the authority to renounce the evil one and we should use this power and this authority that Jesus has given us. One of the greatest weapons that we have against Satan is prayer. When we cease to pray, we literally open the door to the demons. When we pray, Satan flees from us, just as a burglar flees, flees from a home when he hears voices inside. Listen again to a continuation of the previous testimony of the young man on drugs who had been possessed by demons. Quote, During that time, over and over again, I diligently, diligently read and reread the New Testament. I prayed six or seven times daily. I worshipped in church every Sunday. I felt compelled to follow this regimen, for whenever I faltered in prayer or worship, the devil would return. These activities seem to be the only alternative to hell. And he tells of a certain time when he felt the presence of the demons in his room. And he says, with all the conviction I could summon, I shouted in a loud voice, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave, depart, and never to return. And he says, I immediately fell into the sweetest and deepest sleep I had enjoyed in two years. Since that time, I have never been troubled by visitations of demons. True, I suffer the same temptations as all men do, yet since that time, the demons have never returned to torture me. Close quote. So God has not left us without protection. He has given us the armor and the weapons with which to be able to resist and to overcome Satan. And if you would turn to page 310 in the New Testament, page 310, Ephesians 6, 11, 11 and 12, we'll read what that armor is that Paul talks about so beautifully, page 310, Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. Let's read those two verses together. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So the victory against the evil one can be ours if we will cling to the source of our power, the risen Christ. Because daily he gives us power to overcome the onslaughts of the evil one. 
and daily he girds us with the armor of righteousness. And in every single temptation that comes to us, Jesus is there, as St. Paul says in Corinthians, to provide a way out of the temptation and to see that we are never tempted beyond our ability to resist St. Paul. So let's stay close to him in prayer, in the word, in the sacraments, especially communion. Let us keep clinging to Christ. Did he not give his disciples, and we are his disciples today, the authority to cast out demons? He certainly did. And be assured that if you are his, no robber will ever be able to pluck you from the shepherd's hands. Ever since the resurrection of Jesus, the devil is a defeated enemy. And I like that beautiful prayer of St. Chrysostom that we read during the midnight liturgy. Christ is risen and the demons have fallen. They have indeed fallen. They are a defeated enemy. But he still can have power over us if we let him, if we do not clothe ourselves daily in the armor of Jesus. So the word is be on guard, and Jesus put it this way, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for the victory over Satan through the death and resurrection of your beloved Son, Jesus. Thank you for the armor of righteousness and the sword of the Spirit Thank you that we do not have to grovel in fear before the enemy because in you we have the power and the authority to renounce him and to cast him out through prayer, through your word, through the Eucharist. Truly, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Amen.